and welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the omniscient Tommy Gibbons. Hey, bitches. Today is day 348. 348. This is our 15th episode now. Getting close to the end. End of the year, yes. Yeah, 348 yes. is frighteningly close to 352. Very, very close. How did that happen? What do you mean? Like the years. It's fucking Christmas. I know. It kind of flew by, right? It feels like it flew by in some ways. Well, is it because 2020 was so, like, dead slow? Like dead, not even dead slow, like dead. Like yeah. 2020 is the missing year. I know. Yeah, 2020 is really a missing year. But this year f- felt like it went so fast. Yeah, because we, I think we were all busy, you know? Even yeah. despite everything going on yeah. still, I think we were all busy. I know I was. Out, like how to live. It's just crazy. It's just a crazy time. It's I know. a crazy time to be alive. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's but really we are. Crazy. Thank God for that. A world without Stephen Sondheim. Yeah, right? You know? I know. No, no George Carlin, no Stephen Sondheim. Where are the people who work with words and ideas? Yeah, we're losing more and more of them. We're losing them to shame. <sighs> but nothing really new, Tommy? No. You know, stress levels go up because the year ends and there is a month now with no work. Okay. So stress levels, you know, go I high. I understand that. Um, so, yeah, everybody can. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I know. Still trying quiet. to get through school. Okay. Uh, the shit is hard. The shit is, the shit is hard. Yes. So uh, I keep changing ways of practicing, thinking that there's got to be a, a, a click. Okay. Maybe it's the way I practice. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You just got to keep working at it. Keep doing what you can do. Keep doing it. Right? So we now move on to our first segment of the puppies. Heavy Petting. Heavy Petting. I'll first start with a news story before oh, we go into our general topic. Uh, go ahead. What's, right, it's yeah. actually it's kind of important to any of our listeners who might be in New York City or in Los Angeles. Uh-oh. There appears to be an outbreak of a bacterial infection among dogs. It's called leptospirosis. Uh-oh. According to the, this is our, I was reading this report in The Hollywood Reporter. And said where hospital vet hospitals in urban areas usually see around 15 to 20 cases of this disease a year. There's now seen 100 cases in L.A. and New York over the course of a, the past few months oh, alone. Oh, dear. Tell me what this disease is. Basically, it's a bacterial disease that's shed through the urine of infected animals, like rats, raccoons, possums, okay. and its other infected dogs. It, once it like gets in the soil or lands in, or infects the water, it can survive in those conditions for weeks and even months. Ew. So basically, for a dog to become infected with it, it has to become in contact with infected urine. But it is a transmissible disease, so it can get it from other dogs. And they're thinking that these dogs that are getting it are getting are that the this bacteria is being trans transmitted at dog parks and boarding kennels, any areas where there's a high Social area for dogs, okay. you know? Okay, gross. Yeah, it is. gross. Uh, the infection can cause lack of appetite, fever, vomiting, lethargy, diarrhea, dehydration, and severe cases, kidney and liver failure. Oh, my. But there is a vaccine for it. it sounds like an ad for, for a human pharmaceutical. I know, right? Yeah. It'll cure you of this, but in the meantime, you're going to get all of this. And don't take it if you take this, which we know you're taking because we sold it to you. Exactly. Go ahead. (laughs) But anyway, I guess uh, the dogs, what what it is that they get two shots spaced about three weeks apart. And that's like a 
is that a vaccine? It's a vaccine, I guess. Yeah. Wow. But so, so they the high the high the higher population cities are seeing more of it. Yeah. Because it happens when dogs. Well, if you're talking about rodents and stuff, that I mean, they're part of the city. Exactly. That's why it's probably that's why it's probably happening right now. But not possums. Possums is out by us. That's out by us. That's very different. But like I said, so far they're only seeing it in the in these two city areas. They're not seeing it spread out anywhere yet. What do you think of possums? I think they are the ugliest creatures going. They scared the crap out of me one night putting out the garbage. Yeah, I, mean, I, I ran screaming like a little girl. But then, <laughs> I have no problem seeing that clearly in my head. They are not only not not only harmless to us. Yes, but friends. Yeah, I mean they eat other bugs. Well, we and don't want things and stuff. But yeah. they're ugly as sin. They scare you. Yeah. Scared the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah, because it's suddenly a presence, and it's like a—they're not small necessarily. They can be ten pounds. Yeah, they're not like the rats in the city, though. Rats in the city can be big as a well. Door. Yeah, exactly. Please, that's what I know. It's out, it's out of hand. You see them carrying small tourists away. But the doctors are saying that uh, it's important that if your dog does have leptospirosis. That you handle the dog very carefully, wear gloves oh, when you're handling no. it, oh, no. avoiding touching any urine-contaminated items until the treatment is completed. And they said that usually involves 14 days of antibiotics as well. For the human or the dog? For the dog. Okay, so... I guess the, once they have it, then, then they put them on antibiotics. All right, but 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 the human... the human, It won't come down with this, but it, it, it could affect them adversely, I guess. It so could affect their health. All right, so you got to hazmat yourself... If you deal your dog, and the symptoms are the same as perhaps a thousand, but any of those symptoms you take your well, yeah, and that, you would take your dog to a vet. Your yeah, dog yeah. would test it to see what exactly it right. is and find out. That's why it's important. Number one, to go see a, your bring your dog to a vet on a regular basis, right? So this way they can check your dog and see if there's any changes at all as time goes by, and also to make sure your dog has all the proper vaccinations that it needs. You know. Yeah. How to vaccinate your Well, people don't vaccinate their kids. They're going to vaccinate their dogs. I know, I know. Who well, actually, you you'd be to? surprised. They, be, they, be, they care more about the dogs. <laughs> you know, those people I have space in my heart for. I know. But, uh, yeah. I mean, a dog is a, is a responsibility. Yes, it is. Which now leads us into our next general topic. Oh, good. We have a general topic. Yes, dogs and holiday stress. Oh, does your Louis get stressed at all during the holiday season? I'm beginning to realize that that this segment is not my strong suit. Why is that? Because I don't have great stories that happen here. You don't have to have great stories. Um, not with Louis. Louis, Louis is like that, yeah, child, that child that's what born to pick- an elderly couple. Well, what about Pickering then? Uh, Pickering was... There have been none of these great, huge celebrations. None okay. of these great, huge family things... Uh, where you would think that a family of seven children might have. Okay. But it doesn't exist. There's never more than 10 or 15 people. Both dogs are okay with that. Uh, but they don't know it's a holiday. If 10 or 15 people showed up on a Tuesday in November, yeah. they would be the same. Uh, he's got to say hello to everybody. Everybody has to say hello to him. He's he, It's going to take him a minute and maybe 10. Yeah. And then he's going to lay down and be good. But he, he and I, to me, he needs that 10 minutes. The payoff is worth the humans dealing with the happy dog for a second. Yeah. And if you keep the dog away so that people can, which I agree with, people can get in, take their hats off, take, hang their shoes, yeah. whatever they need to do, and then you let the dog come out. That's good. I'm all for that. Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, but the dog needs what the dog needs. Yeah. 
And I think that that need is valid. Well, that's the thing. It's the whole the holidays just it's a total disruption of their routine. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have you know especially on the holiday itself you have a house full of people. Yeah. Uh, you have people coming in and out of your house. You're redecorating. New things are going up. It, 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 it's all decorations. The fuck you're, is that? You're moving tree furniture to put a tree in there. Your dog hates your Christmas and tree too. Your dog can be affected by that. It, it, that can yes. cause anxiety yeah. for the Any dog. Any animal is going to be affected by that. Even children. Yeah. Like human children. Exactly. But your cat's going to be affected for sure. Your dog, absolutely for sure. Right. Yeah. If you're, it's if, disruptive. It disrupts us. Of course. My sister puts up a Christmas tree. Uh-huh. Why? Because she says, I'm a mommy. Okay. okay. So this year, in preparation for her 32-year-old married daughter looking at houses okay. to come for her mommy for her Christmas. Yes. She goes and she buys a small tree, a four-foot tree. Uh-huh. A four-foot tree, you need to let, you need to put it up. You need to, it needs to be on a table. Right. Something. She don't like it. She brings it back. She brings home this live tree. Okay. And she got to put the lights around. Okay. That she spent the day of her life hating her life. And I'm talking about whole day. Hating uh-huh. her life, putting the lights on a Christmas tree. Okay. Okay. It's a job that sucks. Right. Okay. It really does yes, suck. Yes, it does. And it sucks worse on a new, on a real tree. Yes. Than it does on a fake tree. Yes, it does. But they don't sell pre-lit real trees. <laughs> no, they do not. Okay. So that's what she spent today. And now she's got this five foot tree. Maybe it's a six foot tree. It's very cute. It's, but okay. it's, is this story dog related? Uh, n- 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 no, but it might be Christmas Why tree. Why are you telling it? I don't know. Got, you suck. We're on dogs. Well, Okay. We we talked enough about Christmas trees last week, yeah. didn't we? I th- it was about decorations. For someone who doesn't like Christmas trees, you sure do like talking about them, don't you? Here's what it is, bitch. <laughs> How it's disruptive to your life. Oh, yes. Not just the dog's life, but to the human's lives as well. It creates this chaos yes, that does. the dog is going to respond to. Yes, it is. If you let him, let this be a, a public service announcement, let a person finish. <laughs> Their thought before you become a dick, interrupt. Two hours may go by before it may you be a long your time. Uh, but we're talking about the person who has editing control. Yes. Continue, please. What's next, Alex Trebek? Alex Tredet? Well, just talking about what the experts say Too is that, that number one, that your dog should always have like a, a safe space or. Quiet place in the house. What do you call hers? What are her space? Home, bed. What do you call it? Like where does she go? She goes to her, most of the time she'll come in here to her bed. If you say bed, will she go there? Go uh, to bed? No. She'll no. just go on her own. Okay. We don't, she knows when she's done with people, she'll just get up and leave the room. Okay. She'll come in here, lay in her bed. Do you send her someplace she when she's bad? No. No, we don't do that. We don't like go to your room or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I do that. No, it's, oh no, we don't do anything like I that. Do. We don't do that. But like she she has, this is her space right here yeah. in the Zen room. Well, yeah. You know, where we have her bed. It's so, just high, 28 hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. But it's very important that a dog have a space Their that they space. know they can go to, where they can escape the quiet and all the anxiety and the craziness of the holiday. Which is why I believe in crate training. Because <laughs> later on down the line, that dog is going to look for that place. Yep. That dog wants that place. Well, that's another thing also, because dogs are creatures of habit and routine. Right. And they say it's very important that you maintain that routine even during the holidays. Yeah, it's, yeah. So if it's Christmas Day and you're taking your dog out for a walk between 12 and 1 o'clock, like you do any other day, that's what you Take do on Christmas Day then, you know? You get, you know, maintain that routine for the dog. It's so stressful though. I can, I can imagine. I have zero added stress to my life during the holidays. Yeah. When I say zero, I can't 
enunciate the zero enough. Okay, zero stress related to this, except for that I hate it. Right. Okay. I don't have to do the shopping, the cooking, the. I don't have to do any of it. I don't do any. Yeah. Okay. If my sister asked me if I could have stayed home and helped her with the tree, I would have. So there's no stress for me. But I can imagine for a person planning it, re women, Mm -hmm. with all that has to happen. To make the to make the miracle, the magic that suddenly happens to everybody else, but to make that happen, that bitch has to work endless back breaking hours, yes. and to include the dog, to be conscious enough to even think the dog has to go out. Uh, I need to take the dog. You know th- that must that just adds so much of the stress. Of course, of course, and that's another thing. Also, if you're stressed out during the holidays. Your dog is going to be stressed out too. Yeah. Louie and I don't give a shit. You know, your dog will, the dog reflects what you're feeling. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So it's important, to, you know, if you get stressed out, go to your safe space then. <laughs> go to your quiet place in the house or wherever you got to go. Bring the dog with you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Use, maybe use, bring the dog with you. And, use that time to bond with the dog. Yeah, I mean, like mansplaining. Maybe, maybe uh, you need to walk more than the dog does. The dog is a great excuse to go for a walk. Yes, it is. I love taking the dog. I need to go away for five minutes because the dog needs to be walked. I'm not going to argue with you. Nope. And fuck bitches deal. I'm going out by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Great excuse for a walk. So de-stress, go out and walk walk your dog. dog. Merry Christmas, bitches. Go walk your dog. And lastly, if your dog is suffering a lot of anxiety, you can always bring the dog to a vet. There are also products out there that you can use, such as Firinone products and uh, CBD oil. The only thing with the CBD oil is that there are no, there are, there's not enough data, so the doctors don't know what is the correct dosage of CBD right. to give to a dog. Be careful of the of the of the of the chemical born from a weed that you give to your puke and shit eating dog. <laughs> yes, because okay, I understand. <laughs> to calm it down. But you can always check with your vet who may give you a recommended dosage, you know, based on just on their experience, you know? Quarter of an out of it. Well, <laughs> no, I don't think that'll do it for a dog. No, I think it'll do it, it for a It might kill horse. the dog. Yeah, man, no. <laughs> we now move on to our next segment. Your favorite, of course. Is the birthday. Today's birthday. Now, I have to tell you going in before we begin. I yes. know because I ha- it happened to come across my life today. Okay. Of a famous birthday. Okay. Continue. Let's see if it's one of these. I, I, I can almost guarantee it is. Well, this first one, I don't. you probably have not heard of her. Most people haven't, and I'm going to just tell you her name. Her name is Margaret Chase Smith. Okay. No, you never heard of her. She was a Republican congresswoman and senator from Maine. She served in the House from 1940 to 49, and served in the Senate from 1949 to 1973. Damn. She was the first woman to represent Maine and the first woman to serve in both houses of Congress. Okay. She later ran... That's pretty awesome. Right? She also ran in the Republican primary for president in 1964, although she lost every single one of them, but she ran through to the end. And at the convention that year, she became the first woman to have her name placed in nomination at a major party's convention. Good for her. Right? The hell's her name? Margaret Chase Smith. Margaret Chase Smith. Yep. God, that's like a that's like a like a saltine cracker. 
That is as white and as dry as it comes. Margaret Chase Smith. Margaret yep. Chase Smith. God, it covers everything. All right, go ahead. Well, she's most famous for... Uh, for After all that, she still has something she's more famous Yes, for? I know. She's even still more famous. That nobody knows her name? Yeah, well, people do, like <laughs> me. I know. I knew her name, dry but cracker. I didn't really know all that she did. Ah, so, so well, people like you. Right. You know, the more elevated amongst us. <laughs> no, listen, I read a bit more uh, than most. That's uh, all. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had to recharge for a second. Anyway, she was among the first people to criticize the tactics of Joseph McCarthy. Oh, good for her. Well. And in 1950, she made a speech known as the Declaration of Conscience, in which she didn't name McCarthy directly, but she denounced the, quote, reckless abandon in which unproved charges have been hurled from this side of the aisle. She said that McCarthyism had debased the Senate to the level of a forum of hate and character assassination. And this last thing I liked, because it seems like this could have been said yesterday, while acknowledging her desire for Republicans' political success, she said, to displace it, meaning the Democrats, with a Republican regime embracing a philosophy that lacks political integrity or intellectual honesty would prove equally disastrous to this nation. What year did she say that? 1950. The nation sorely needs a Republican victory, but I don't want to see the Republican Party ride a political victory on the four horsemen of calumny. Fear, ignorance, bigotry, and smear. Damn, damn, damn. And she said that 70 years ago. She was right there. And I said that speech speech could have been made today. It's sad. Well, it's a shame. It's a shame. But as a, that's, that's, that, that was an old school Republican, you know? Yeah. They don't exist anymore, as far as I'm concerned. You mean not the I love the uneducated type Republican? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Please, I'm not signing a started. Go ahead, who's next? We move on to our next birthday. This one you may know of. I may, huh? Born December 14th, 1932. Died August of 2008. Born in Chicago. He was a member of the Actors Studio. He made his Broadway debut in 1961, but he is best known for playing dozens of character roles in many, many movies, most famously as Van Johnson in Blazing Saddles. Oh. But he's probably better known to you for his collaborations with Stephen Sondheim for writing the book for Company and Merrily We Roll Along. Oh, it's not James Lapine. James no, it's Lepine. not. It's, not it's James George Firth. It's George Firth. Happy birthday, George. Good work, by yep. the way. Good work. He, they also collaborated on the play Getting Away with Murder. And he also wrote the book for Candor and Ebb's musical The Act. Yeah. I'd love to see the revival of The Act. What the fuck is The Act? It's basically I, it's, I, a, it's like a really a two character show. It was like who was it? Like Cheetah Rivera with Cheetah Rivera, Eliza? Yeah. It was basically a two character show and no one does it. No one I've never seen it. I've never no, seen I've never, I've never seen I've it. I've never seen anything about uh, about that show. And I'd love to see how big again, we go back, how big could it be? Right. It's Candor and Ed. It's Candor and Ed. It's Liza, written for Liza and Cheetah. Come yeah, on. you can't you can't go wrong with that. I'm sorry, you really can't. Liza Minnelli's Radio City Music Hall concert from like I don't know three four hundred BC. Uh huh. It's a two disc recording, and at the very end of it, she does a Candor and Ed medley that probably goes on for twenty minutes. Okay. Of songs that they wrote for her, each one better than the next. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, how bad could it be? The Rink. All right, so The Rink. Uh, George Firth, yeah, yeah. And you know what Sondheim always said? That he would, bo- I think he called it borrowed. Maybe he just called it steal. Okay. From the book uh, to use as lyrics. Okay. So, uh, so George Firth becomes 
probably more important to Sondheim than just the book writer. Oh, he yeah. He probably gave him a whole bunch of shit. Well, that's why, I mean, when I put up the bonus material, I, I found a clip from a company. It's one of the book scenes that leads into uh, little things we do together. And I figured, oh, I'll, I'll put that up there, because I really couldn't find a good clip of George first. So I figured, all right, let me put that up there. You know, yeah. it's his contribution to it, you know? I couldn't tell you what George Firth looked like. Well, you, you have I'm no the, idea? I have no concept of Let him. me find you a picture of him. As, as soon, soon as you see him, you say, oh, I know that guy. George Firth. I yeah. Mean, I, I, I recognize uh, his career, but I don't know what he looks like. Come on. I kind of like that. No. You know, you could be famous and make the money and make the contribution and make the changes, and nobody is going to bother you when you go to 7-Eleven. Well, that's, I mean, but the thing is, he has a very recognizable face, but no one will be like, who is that guy? That's George Firth? Yep. Wow. That's uh, what he looks like. Okay. He was an actor? Yeah. Oh, wow. He looks familiar. Right? That's what I mean. You'd, you'd, you'll see him in so many things. You'll be like, oh, I know that guy. That's so funny. Yeah. But again, that's a great fucking career. Like Brian Darcy James. Although it's not exactly the same thing, but I remember thinking when Brian Darcy James was playing Shrek on Broadway, how great it could be. He breezes in and out. Nobody knows. Yeah, you know he could he could just breeze in and out without having to do a. I'm sure he did all of them. Right. Uh, stage door line. Yes. Yeah. But nobody knows what the fuck Brian Darcy James looked like. He wore no. a face full of prosthetics. I know. Right. A fat suit. Yeah. And spoke in an accent. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's my son. I can't prove it, but it's my son. Oh, my God. We now move on to our last Next birthday. Oh, three, last we already birthday. did three birthdays oh, today. Oh, okay. Who's this one? This one you might know. He was born in Indiana, December 14th, 1959. He was both athletic and artistic in school, writing short stories, drawing, and acting, while also playing football, golf, and track and field. He also began bodybuilding. He eventually moved to L.A. to become an actor and a bodybuilder. He was the 1983 American National World Bodybuilding Champion. He came out as gay in the July 1989 issue of Iron Man magazine. He was the first professional athlete to come out while still an active competitor in any sport. But as a result, he lost most of his business and his endorsements as a result of his coming out. He and his boyfriend, Rod Jackson... Ha! became activists and symbols for same-sex marriage and queer rights in the 90s. And they wrote the best-selling book Straight from the Heart about their relationship. They broke up after seven years of being together. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, he now lives with his husband on an island in Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, God, that's... Okay. They've been married since 2003. He no longer bodybuilds, but lives a more spiritual and natural lifestyle and has become more of a writer. His name is Bob Paris. Oh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. remember them, right? I remember his name. Yeah. We, we all kind of hated them because they were like they were like the poster child for like the ideal gay couple. Also sports. Well, yeah, because well that, that was it. Because they played sports, and they were hot looking, and they were madly in love with each other, and yes, they I, were wholesome looking, and... I don't remember any of that. I know I recognize the name... I hate the person you described. What do you mean? Uh, just he sounds uh, he sounds so pretentious and awful. I think at the time it sounds like they were probably uh, whoever was managing them put them up to put up a certain facade like, oh, we're like the epitome of of what g- being gay is and everything. And in fact, one of the things he says is uh, 
he was afraid to announce that they broke up because he, he was afraid he was actually letting down the community by doing that uh-huh. because of the way their relationship was idolized by the media. Okay. Well, happy birthday, Bob. Yeah, happy Bob birthday. Uh, happy birthday. And that concludes our birthdays. I don't think it does. It doesn't? I don't oh. think it does. Oh, what birthday am I forgetting? Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke's birthday is today? I believe it is. Are you sure about that? I am sure about nothing. Well, we're going to go check right Let's now. Let's check. On the Wayback Machine. For Dick Van Dyke's birthday, because nothing... Uh, can... Nope, sorry, you're a, you were, you were a day off. He was born December 13th. Oh. Uh, but you were close. Okay. You are just a day late and a dollar short. I'm going to get your ass. That's where it's going to hit. Well, we now move on to this day in history. Day in history in 1847. Well, I have two events here. Do you want to hear the good event or the bad event I want first? to hear both events. Well, which one do you want to hear first? It's balanced. Since when are you asking me? I'm, I'm giving Look you a choice. I practice. believe in freedom of choice. Uh, <laughs> you're a liar. <laughs> uh, give me bad news first. The bad news Wait, first. What's the next segment? Today, is it's this day in history. That's this segment. Yes. What is the next segment? The next segment will be what day is it? Okay, I want to go into that in a good mood. So give me bad news first. Okay. Nine years ago today, December 14th, 20-year-old Adam Lanza, after shooting and killing his mother at home, then went to the Sandy Hook Elementary School, where he killed 26 people, consisting of 20 children between the ages of 6 and 7, and 6 staff members. He then killed himself. It was the deadliest mass shooting at a U.S. elementary school and the fourth deadliest mass shooting in history. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a horrific day. Yeah. Uh, Everything, everything about that is tragic. Yeah. Everything from the day it happened on, you know, 12 days before Christmas, a six-year-old. Right. The number of, of people. 26 people times how many people in each of their lives suffering for... The, yeah, it just it yeah, multiplies. It, it, it and, multiplies. Then, and then to be treated as though they were lying. Well, yeah, I was going to get into that also about how afterwards all these conspiracy theories arose, the shooting was fake or it was staged. Alex Jones. Is Alex Jones, I was just about to bring him up because he was a big promoter of that He's, theory. He was. And he was then late. He was then later sued for defamation by ten of the families, which was about a week ago. Well, well the settlement. Was I was about like, a week well, ago. I didn't know the settlement, but I'll tell you what happened. Tell me what happened. First, he was deposed. He gave a deposition. He gave a deposition, and he admitted that the deaths were real, but stating that he was in a sort of psychosis where he believed that everything was being staged. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like bullshit to me. Well, that sounds like bullshit to everybody. In September of this year... But bullshit doesn't matter if you can hide behind the law. Yeah. Well, anyway, in September of this year, a district court in Texas issued three default judgments against Jones in three of the lawsuits. And why were they default judgments? Because he did not turn over requested (laughs) documentation as required. And now, can we go a a level deeper? Do you know what what was was required, what he was asked for? What the documentation was exactly? Yeah. I don't know the specifics, no. Okay. 
general? Do you know any? any were they phone records? Uh, email? I, I records? don't know, but yeah, they okay. were just records related to the that charge the court he asked him for that he was ordered to re, to turn over, and, and he did not. His lawyers did not turn over the documentation in a timely fashion. So then the court entered a default judgment, basically against saying him. that's it. The case is decided against you. We're done. That's it. Okay. So that was in the district court in Texas, and then. A Superior Court judge in Connecticut did the same thing in a fourth case. They didn't turn over the documentation, so he entered a fourth default judgment against Jones. I don't think they've arrived at what the numbers are exactly, but... Ballpark me. It's millions. It's going to be millions. Tens of millions? Hundreds of millions? I don't know. I don't know. Is it, there enough millions? It, I uh, For Alex Jones, who knows? I don't know what kind of money he's made of. It doesn't matter what he's made of. What matters is the judgment. Yeah. The judgment's going to hurt. I mean, between these judgments against him, I mean, the I, judgments against the uh, the white supremacists from like a week or two ago. Yeah, well, it's all coming to roost. Now. Yeah, you know, it's because all coming back. He, what what happens is the eventually you got to break it down to a to a basis, like a base, like a like a level. Like this is where we start, and that level is the law. Yep. Right. So what they've done, what they're really good at is finding a way to use the law to hide behind bad behavior. Well, yeah, I did that, but who's the guy who bought the evidence? Yeah. This is my favorite of the tactics. That, yeah, maybe I did it, but how did you get the evidence? Is it that illegal? How did you get the evidence? And the way you got the evidence should at least free me. Right. Because it was gotten illegally or whatever it was. Yeah. Which is really, I think, being as ignorant of the law as I am, a stroke of fucking genius. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's, and, and even if the point is just to delay, American justice moves slowly for a reason, okay? And and to take advantage of that is also hiding behind the law. Well, what's going to happen now is, even though these default judgments are going to be entered against him, more than likely their lawyers are going to file an appeal. Oh, oh yeah. But it's going to be hard, a hard appeal, appeal default judgment without really damn good reasons, you know? Anyway. So it remains to be seen. But in the meantime, the judgments will be there against it's him. A, it's, a, it's a horrible thing in our history, and it's worth remembering, but, but, but he's disgusting. He's disgusting, and just the fact that nothing really... Ha I mean, at one point, they proposed the assault weapons ban in 2013. Yeah. And there was even an amendment to expand the background checks on gun purchases, but was defeated in Congress. Here's the thing. I know that after that event, and I knew it after that event, that if that event, Sandy Hook, right. was not going to spark the change for gun laws in America, how many... How many well, six-year-olds died you know, that day? See, I, I, that's the way I felt after Columbine, if that didn't spark anything to happen. Yeah, I, you're probably right. You know? Until you get to And the, I'm sure there's someone else listening right now saying, I thought oh, that for this me shooting... It was JFK. Yeah, I thought this shooting would spark something right. about it. For me, for, okay, then for, in that case, for me, it was the Sandy Hook, because the idea of 26-year-olds being shot in school is horrific on any scale. Yeah. And I thought that would be it. Because, you know, we love the babies. Yeah. But this was before I realized. But that's why, but that's why they came up with the distraction of the conspiracy yes. theories. To yeah. Take away from that. The so hiding why, behind the law. Let's take it away from the gun control. Let's focus on the conspiracy theory right. now. Right. They're fake. They were crisis actors. Yep. Did he invent the term crisis actors? I don't know I if he invented it or not. I'm sure it's been said before, but. Uh, it's a good term. Yeah, right. But only five states after the after this happened, after the massacre happened, only five states, including, of course, New York, 
pass stricter firearms laws while 10 states actually loosen gun restrictions. It's a shame. It's a shame. Everything everything is a shame. This is a shame of scar on our country. Well, lastly... A scar on humanity. In 2014, nine of the families brought a class action lawsuit against the gun manufacturers and gun distributor. And after numerous motions, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled and allowed the family's lawsuit to proceed. In July of this year, oh, God. Remington Arms, one of the manufacturers... Offered thirty-three million dollars to settle the case. Go fuck yourself. They have hasn't been not, has not been accepted. The case has been proceeding. Thirty-three million dollars. Go fuck yourself. Right. Would you look in the couch for that right now? Thirty-three million dollars. So that's where things stand. Since now this is. Uh, I know. I'm too. I am so far left here. This is why. I, this is why I keep saying that. Repeal the Second Amendment. It's. It's. I might even look about firearm. I might even look about firearm legislation. I don't anymore. know if we because that's just a, a patchwork. It's going to be a patchwork of legislation. Well, well, here's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Repeal the Second Amendment. Some, if Texas wants to keep their guns free and easy, go right ahead. That's what's going to happen. If New York wants to restrict the hell out of them, go right ahead. Because if you can do that with abortion, yep. You well, can do we're going to get anything. into that next in the, my, in the next. And, and that's gonna, that's going to be the next. That will be in look into my briefs. We'll okay, I, I figured that. I figured it might be. Yep, we'll be talking about that. Next. Look into my briefs. It's such a horrible name for a second. <laughs> it just is. Go ahead. The other event that happened today, December 14th, 1962, being that we talked about the Galileo probe last week. We did. On this date in 1962, the Mariner 2 robotic space probe reached Venus. Okay, that just sounded hot, despite it being in your voice. <laughs> the Magnus the Mar- Opus. The Mariner 2. Mariner robotic 2. Robotic space probe. Robot space program. Reached Venus. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what they do when they got there? They basically conducted experiments and surveys of the planet. Did and they land on the surface? What? Did they land on the surface? No, the surface is way too hot. Okay, so it only it only uh, orbited correctly. Yeah, that's correct. It orbited correctly. Yep, and it also measured the solar winds. Oh, they must be strong. Yeah, they, I don't know, but they found out it was continuous. The solar wind doesn't start oh. and stop; it's continuous. So it's a singular wind. But it basically, it came within twenty one thousand miles of Venus after one hundred and ten days of flight. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Anything you do beyond, like, you know, is amazing to me. Like the whole space thing is it just. Well, I see, I'm a big, pro- I'm a big mind. proponent of space exploration. I so, think that's, so am I. that's our future. Just that, just no. <laughs> humanity has no future because they suck. Well, we will okay. have a future if we start that moving slime out in space thing you more. talked about earlier. Smile. Space migration, intelligence increase, no, 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 no. And life extension? No, 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 no. I'm glad you got to squeeze that in, though. <laughs> Earlier in the episode, you talked about some single-cell form, life form, that most people clean up and, and yeah, I don't remember. Bacteria, you mean? Well, maybe, maybe, yeah. They have more of a chance of surviving to see other planets than humanity does or should. Because how, how, how much are we going to... On the other hand, like George Carlin used to say, what the fuck do we think we who do who do we think we're talking to? Right, I know the Earth lasses like environmental. They they let maybe the Earth needed four hundred million tons of plastic, and maybe then once it they did. got it, it's going to start doing maybe things like it just did. you know, <laughs> cancer and and COVIDs to get rid of the the lice. <laughs> Sorry, but we're now moving on to what day is it? What day is it? Today is. Monkey Day. Oh, you know my last name is Gibbons? Yes. You know what a gibbon is? 
A simian? It is a simian. Yes, it is. But so is a fin, bitch. Why is a fin a simian? Because you're a simian. Well, I'm partly simian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. National Monkey Day. Love the monkeys. This was a Oh, what's his name died? Who? The monkey. Which monkey? The guy, the lead guy, the one that Marsha wanted, came to visit the Brady house. What are you talking about? Mickey Dolan's? No, no, Michael Nesmith. Michael Nesbitt. Myth. Myth. Michael Nesmith. Michael Nesbitt myth. (laughs) Oh, shut up. Michael Nesbitt died. But yes, a monkey died earlier this week, yes. Yeah, yeah. That was already sad. Yeah, we should remember him. There's on only one monkey left. Monkey. Day. Well, yeah, we should memorialize, memorialize him on Monkey Day. On Monkey Day, it seems appropriate. What else did you have about Monkey Day? Monkey Day celebrates monkeys and all things simian, okay. including other primates such as apes, tarsiers, and lemurs. Oh. And I even learned what the difference is between a gorilla and an ape. And you can't wait to tell us. I can tell you right now. I bet you could. What's the a difference? A gorilla is a ape? genus of ape. Okay. But unlike their relations, they are much larger. Gorillas can weigh about 300 to 500 pounds. Okay. Apes are much smaller. Okay. Is a gibbon an ape? No, but it is a simian. Okay. It is a primate. Simians are smaller than still. Well, simian is a broad category. It would include the gorilla, no? Uh, I would think so, yes. Right. Being that it's a genus of ape and apes are simians, yes, so gorillas are simians too. I would try to find another way for you to use the word genus. <laughs> uh, it may take me a second. I'm still trying to figure out what my drag name was. <laughs> <laughs> so if I seem distracted. <laughs> Maybe it was Annie. What did I say it was? Uh, you didn't say what it was. I, I said it was, I said a first name. It may be Annie. Person who doesn't like people. But anyway, as an FYI, when Peter Jackson's film released, it was released on Monkey Day in 2005. I don't know what film you're talking about. King Kong. Oh. Did you but see that, it? But that's an ape. No. But that's an ape. Yeah, that's okay. It's a simian. It's a simian. <laughs> well, good for Peter Jackson and National Monkey Day. Yes. International Monkey Day? It's been called World Monkey Day. World Monkey Day. International Monkey Day. Or just plain old Monkey, Monkey Day. Day. December 14th. December 14th, Monkey, Monkey Day. Day. We now move on to... Somehow that seems worth remembering. Although I don't know that I love it in December. Monkeys don't fit December. Well, it's, the thing is, it started as a uh, as a joke between two kids in college. That's how the whole thing... They were aspiring artists. Okay. And then they began to incorporate Monkeys. this idea of Monkey Day into their art and exhibits. And it got seen and distributed around the world... So now today is recognized as Monkey Day. That's how it got started. And I bet it's used up by people like the World Wildlife Federation. I'm sure they make full use of it, yeah. People against monkeys. Right, take full advantage to uh, publicize awareness. For monkeys. For monkeys. Yeah. I like elephants. I like monkeys, but to me, is there... Is there there an elephant day? I don't know. I'll have to go find out. All right, well, if it doesn't land on a Tuesday, there's no way I'll ever know. (laughs) We now... Move on to our next segment. <laughs> Look into my briefs. Yeah, yeah, this is a big week. And first, we're going to talk about the subject you alluded to already about guns in California. Well, you can't start there. Why not? Because it. You, you well, have, I'm going to tell the backstory to it. That's what I'm saying. You have to start with that backstory. The backstory goes back to the Texas abortion law, which was recently ruled on again by the U.S. Supreme Court. And what was their ruling? It basically 
allowed the lawsuit against the law, challenging the law, to proceed, but it severely restricted who could be sued under this law. And who is saved or barred from being sued? Mostly it's uh, clerks. The state. Yeah, state clerks. State employees. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Because I may have a few questions about this, but I also think, I, but I also think it may have restricted. Because I think they would normally sue like the state attorney general's office. I think they said that they couldn't sue their office either. Is okay. So is, is they really they really narrowed who can sue, who who can be sued who under this can law? Be sued. So tell me, who can be sued? I don't know all the exact people. It's okay. a very very narrow. List let me tell you some of officials. Instead of trying to squeeze it out of you, let me try to tell you what I heard and okay. see, see if it lands. Okay. That the fact that the the law, it the Texas law, right, does not make the state the ex the executor of the law. In other words, the bounty that they put on people's heads for the citizens to go out and make these lawsuits against people, that protects the state and the law itself. That is correct. Because they're leaving enforcement to the law up to private up to citizens. Private citizens. So that now that that will challenge something as holy and sacred as an amendment to the United States Constitution, and they can do it under that circumstance. Right. That so long as the state doesn't enforce the law, but it has the law on the books, they can get around an amendment to the Constitution. Correct. They're hiding behind the law. Well, yeah, they're basically circumventing the right, the yes. federal right of abortion. Yes. By crafting the law. I in hate this, these people. In this manner. Yeah, okay. So after the uh, Supreme Court... You know why they take what's created in good faith and turn it against itself? Well, that's all... I, I mean, one of the points that they made in the arguments is they crafted this law specifically to overturn Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. And they won. You know? But... But... <laughs> After the Supreme Court made its ruling and said, yeah, the lawsuit can proceed, but very restricted, Gavin Newsom then said, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Here we go. Now, it seemed that California had banned the manufacture and sale of many assault weapons for decades, but then a federal judge overturned that ban in June, ruling that it was not only unconstitutional, but compared the AR-15 rifle to a Swiss army knife as, quote, good for both home and battle. Oh. Close quote. <laughs> <clears throat> he sounds like a good guy. Now, the state's appealing it, but now Gavin Newsom's saying, if uh, this is what a quote now, if states can now shield their laws from uh-huh. review by uh-huh. the federal courts that compare assault weapons to Swiss army knives, then California will use that authority to protect people's lives where Texas used it to put women in harm's way. All right. So how are they going to do it? He has directed his staff to work with the state's legislature and the Democratic Attorney General to pass a law that would let private citizens sue to enforce California's ban on assault weapons. So they could sue people they know have illegal guns. People could sue and could people could sue and win up to ten thousand dollars for violation for other costs and fees against anyone who manufactures, distributes, or sells an assault weapon in California. Now, one problem, though, with this, between this and the Texas abortion law, the right to abortion has only been recognized through case law, through case precedent, through ju- through judiciary interpretation. The right to, f- to bear arms 
is an, is an amendment to the Constitution. Okay. So the court may give that more deference because it is an amendment to the Constitution. So this may or may not work. But it really shows that this whole situation that Texas, un that the, the court unleashed by allowing this law to go into effect while it was still in litigation, and now you're, you're going to be having these kind of situations. You know what the, all of this means is that the Republicans, the right, the extreme right, eventually, had a plan hatched some, what, 30 years ago? At least. Knowing that the only way they were going to make the change, they were in it for the long game. Yeah. They saw it as the courts. Yep. And they were right. Yeah. And they did it. Yeah, they did. And that's now the world we live in. Yeah. So, now what? We'll just... Because it's now. a diabolical thing. It's not... I know. But it's, they did it. They executed it. And they did it of ultimately, plainly, with this last guy, out in the open. You know. But as I said, how far are we going to go now with these kind of laws? You know? How far is this going to stretch? Are we going to have a state that passes a law that says any anyone who performs a same-sex marriage rite ceremony or... Signs off on a same-sex marriage will be will be prosecuted now in a civil suit, you know, for ten thousand dollars. You know, how far are we going to go now with this kind of law? Well, if we can get if we can get past the 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 amendment, even though you seem to indicate that it's not really an amendment. Well, no, the Second Amendment is no, an amendment. I'm, no, I'm talking about the anti the, the abortion amendment because it, it's not an amendment. There's no amendment in the Constitution giving the right to an abortion. It's been that's a that's a right that's been recognized. Through years of case law, right, that led up to that moment, right, but it hasn't been written down and signed and sealed and delivered as an actual amendment. No, all right, no, nope. okay, but but uh, okay, so I see what you're saying. So now in history, the, ju the judiciary right. has sort of given it the deference. Well, yeah, it's been cited in many many, many cases. Okay. The Supreme know? Court ruled on it, and it was clear. Yeah, legally. But what well, legally legally changes evidently. Well, it's going to well, after now this whole Mississippi law has been argued now, and more and more than likely they're going to basically say that Roe v. Wade was. I don't know if they're going to say it's wrongly decided, but they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Okay, and they're going to basically say the states are free to legislate on abortion as they wish. So then you're going to have a patchwork of states, which is already developing now. Yeah, well, these people yeah. from other states now are going to California right now yeah. well, to get abortions. Isn't there a patchwork in, like, pick a topic. It's two different countries. I know. Well, it's not. We're all the same country. It, it Okay. But it's two ideologies that are becoming less and less able to live with each other. But the problem is, is one ideology is a minority ideology and it's trying to impose its will on the majority. And the majority it. of people are in favor of a woman's right to choose. Okay. The majority you know? of people, so then, so then why is it failing? Because the majority of the people don't get involved. If you ask them on the street corner, why do they think to tell you one thing, but you ask them on a Tuesday, 4.30, could you go vote at the elementary school? Well, they don't it. want any part of it. No, exactly. Okay. So, so that is what it is. That's yeah. part of the equation. You yeah. have to figure that out. They won. They did it. They, I know. They did it. I know. And that's the sad part. Yeah. But will it last? How long will it last? Will you know, will it take like Canada invading us for human rights abuses? <laughs> like yeah, right? you know what I'm saying? I know, it sounds like, absurd. How far is it going? Yeah, I know, it sounds absurd, but you know, but it's no more absurd than what we do. We no. punish other countries for human rights abuses. It's absolutely true. Go ahead. It's just it's it's late on a Tuesday. <laughs> yes.
I'll now move on to our next topic under uh, this segment. Recently, the U.S. Supreme Court dismissed a lawsuit brought by New York healthcare workers against New York State's vaccine mandate. Oh, for fuck's sake. By a vote of six to three, the court, basically in an unsigned opinion or whatever, uh, dismissing the lawsuit. What it is, New York, along with Maine and Rhode Island, are the only states that does not allow an exemption for religious reasons. Because? And then actually, in a previous case with Maine, they actually they upheld the mandate against, against it as well. You know? Just... Uh, I'm squeezing my sinuses. Okay. Because it hurts. Okay. Because this is another one of those so blatantly clear what you're meaning. Yeah. Now, anybody can claim that a religious objection except for you people over there. Yeah. You can't say it's a religious objection, but I but I can. And that annoys me right from the beginning. Like a Muslim woman. A right. Muslim woman's going to wear her... her I don't know what it's called, shamefully enough, but okay. her full head and face covering her... Uh, and you're going to have something to say about it at the Kmart. And now you don't want to wear a mask to go pick up your kids. Right. So you're going to claim some sort of, you know, church in the corner of the strip mall religious exemption. Well, I mean, to me, I look at it like, how many people do we know who would say, oh, uh, religious exemption, I, you know, I, I can't wear it. It's against my religion. And they're about What's as, your religion? You're not allowed yeah, to Yeah, and they're about as religious that. as I am, you know? Please. No. That's, you know, and that's what they're probably recognizing, too, you know? I don't know. Lastly, because this leads back now to the whole thing of religion and the U.S., oh. the U.S. just had oral arguments on a case and appears that the court is going to allow public funding of religious schools. So yeah, the real yeah, but you know what, Patrick? They do already. Because because the the Catholic school kids, this is what I know. Okay. okay, and it may not be true of the difference between dias diocesan high schools and uh other you know different sects. Okay. They would be offended by that word, but of okay. Um Whatever whatever school book they're assigned at their school, they go and pick up at their public school. Their public school has to buy their textbooks and stuff anyway right. and supply it to them before they walk in the door at the Catholic school. Okay. So to a really large degree, they also, I think, the public schools pay the transportation fees. The buses that go all over Long Island to bring kids to, you know, one school or the other, one Catholic high school or the other. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's already being funded. But what are they doing now? Well, this is this is happening in Maine. There are two evangelical Christian families that are suing to be able to use state-provided education subsidy funds to send their kids to school with religion as the basis of their teachings. Maine is sparsely populated, so more than half of its school districts have no publicly funded high schools. So the families then receive subsidies that allow their, them to send their kids to schools of their choice, including private schools. But schools where religious beliefs are at the core of the instruction are not covered in the program because it's supposed to be, you know, non-religious programs, you know. Separation so, between church and state. So, And also, these two schools do not accept queer students or employees. So if you want government money, you got to follow the government rules. Right. They so don't the, want it. So, yeah, basically the state said that we can't use money to support schools that discriminate. Or follow our rules. Too bad so sad. But they're saying that the, based on the questioning that the Supreme Court did at the oral arguments, that more than likely they're going to allow this. There is no, there is no legislation. There is no law. There is no 
anything that will pass before the Supreme Court that has a hint of anti-religion, if you can make it any in any way anti-religion, it is not going to pass this court. I know. And it's going to be like that for a while. Well, the big problem is, especially because these are schools that discriminate against gay people. And I think it's feared, and I fear it also, that it's going to help buttress what they're calling the no, religious... You said but. <laughs> You're a dick. It's going to help buttress the religious liberty arguments about the law that basically that people's religious liberty should trump yes. same-sex equality. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Yes. Wrong, by the way. That's a very horrible way to choose it. To, 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 you know, that's not how it is. That's yeah. not how it should be. No, it's not how it should be. But that concludes our segment of Looking look to Our Briefs. Looking to My Briefs. Thank God there's cookies. I mean, we were going to move on to We Like to Watch, but like neither one watch. of us didn't watch anything new this week. No, there, there, was, there was the uh, January 6th. You know, whatever they live streamed, whatever I saw of that on the television, on the what you call CNN. Okay. They had some of the uh, proceedings of the January 6th. Oh, okay. The live. congressional hearing. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. That I watched. But that's, you know, that's about as dry as Margaret Smith. Yeah, chased. I know. I wouldn't remember. It's like, <laughs> we recommend you watch C-SPAN yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really is the only real replacement for Bob Ross. <laughs> What, C-SPAN? C-SPAN. I know, right? Yeah. Anyway. Not near as captivating, but go ahead. We'll move on to our next segment then. Which is? Celebrities saying stupid things. We've got a doozy this week. I love it. What is it? And it's not a politician. It's everyone's favorite children's book writer, J.K. Rowling. Oh, God. It seems that, uh, I guess the police, (laughs) I guess in Scotland, said that uh, in crimes involving rape or sexual assault... If the person identifies as a woman, then they should be treated by the jail as such. And and also that it's obvious that they live as, as a, a woman. woman. No, they're not just saying it, you know? All right. So J.K. Rowling tweeted, War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. The penis individual who raped you is a woman. All right. I don't know what any of that means. She's basically saying, well, you know, the law says, you know, a woman can't commit rape because it involves penetration. But now you're going to classify someone with a penis as a woman who committed rape. So this is, this is somebody... This plays into a whole stance that trans, that trans women are not real women. I, I understand two things. Her natural, uh, well, albeit disgusting, opposition to trans people, vocal, uh, and I, and I understand that um, what you're saying about the the case. I don't understand how they connect. What do you mean? I'm con- go back. Go you. You confused me. Go what? back. Go back. What did I confuse the, you about? I don't. There were so many words. The police have a policy that if so, a suspect, so, it, would you let me finish? Yes. No. I'm remembering. Then shut up. Look at you. The police said their policy was going to be. That they would treat a suspect who identifies as a woman as a woman as a woman. So now this rape, con- this this person accused of rape, right, comes in and identifies as a woman. Yes, and it's obviously that they live as a. I guess they portray themselves as, as a, a woman. female. Okay, yes. so the, so this person is biologically. I don't know if that's even correct anymore. Male, and you're putting them in the female prison accused of rape. Correct. Okay. Okay. And, and J.K. Rowling spoke out. Yes. Said this is bad. Yes. Okay. I don't know how far away from 
from right she is. Okay. I mean, it, it, listen, J.K. Well, I never read her books. Right. I, I know that she don't like trans people. I know that she was on welfare and came up out of nothing and wrote a book about a kid with phony glasses and became J.K. Rowling. Yes. Okay. So, so she, you know, she's not born or granted these special powers by being a celebrity. She is who she is. If she doesn't like trans people, she's like trans people. Right. Okay. And she's allowed to speak about it. Well, something she seems to go out of her way. Well, that's the thing. I mean, no one, no one prompted her to, for this reaction. She wasn't being questioned on an interview. That's what I was going to say. She just posted this. It seemed pretty predatory to me. So it's like, what is your problem with yeah. trans people? What did a trans person ever do to J.K. Rowling? Yeah. That you have such hostility that you must express it so publicly. Yeah. What is your problem? That's interesting. You know? You I don't that. understand <clears throat> it. No. I really don't. Listen, it's... Eh. What do you get from demeaning trans people? Well, gay people or black people or Puerto Rican people or Jewish people. Well, she doesn't seem to have a problem with any of those. No. It's just the trans no. people yeah, she no. seems to have a problem But you could transfer it from one person to the next of and course. ask the same question. Exactly. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a pit. Well, uh, kind of, really... well, it kind of explains now why she's not participating in this anniversary reunion special they're doing now. For you haven't heard of No, they're having like a Harry Potter reunion yeah. special. She's not... A part of it. I, I have never read... too many of them have spoken out against what she said, oh, I'm sure including they have. Daniel Radcliffe. Sure they They're all that generation that would. Yeah. Um, not only disagree with her, but not be afraid to stand up to her. Yeah. You no, know, that's it's a badass generation. Yeah, I I know. I've never read I've never read any of the books, and I've never seen any of the films except okay the couple of minutes that maybe you made me watch here. Okay. Before we went to a class or whatever yeah, right. it was, you yeah. know. But, I know you guys like that. Everybody in the fucking world likes Harry Potter. We watched them. I've, I've read the books. I have the books yeah, here. I've yeah, seen, yeah. seen the movies, but I won't spend any more money on anything like Based associated on. with J.K. Rowling. No, thank you. Okay. Why should I give her my money? Oh, you I know? agree with you. I may enjoy Hogwarts and the Harry Potter world, but I ain't going to pay any money to her, so she's, for my enjoyment, I can fucking live, you know? Yeah, okay. I just no, wish, I just wish like, others felt that way. Well, too, but... Everybody wants everybody to feel the way they do. I know. I feel the same way about the chicken place. Oh, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. So I work with a lot of people much younger than I am. And they were talking about Chick-fil-A. I said, you shouldn't eat a Chick-fil-A. And they said, why? And one of them said, because they give all of their employees Sunday off because of religion. I said, no, that's not the reason why you shouldn't eat a Chick-fil-A. The reason you shouldn't eat a Chick-fil-A is because they fund governments in other countries that go out and hunt and kill gay people on purpose. And they donate to anti-gay causes, too. That's why you shouldn't fucking go to Chick-fil-A. Yep, I know. But they don't get that. They no, don't, I, and they don't care. <sighs> oh, but the chicken's so the good. Chicken's so good. And I, I understand they do a hell of a lemonade. I have no idea. I've never been there. I'm so, Only from what's in the ether around me. Yeah. Because uh, I've never been there either. And I won't. And that's no. fine, because I can get chicken somewhere else. Y- yeah, you don't get it somewhere else, you know? We now move on to our next segment. Who's this? Five phase. Oh, oh, see, okay. And today's topic, this one was easy, is our favorite movie musicals okay. or musical movies, musical however movies. you prefer to call it. Okay. Are, are you ready on this? Oh, one? I'm ready. I'm totally ready. I, you know, I was almost going to make this your five favorite things about Christmas trees after last week. But yeah, no, you can't do that. I wouldn't do that. That's what you call dead air in the <laughs> biz. <laughs> so, give us your first choice on your five favorite movie musicals. The West Side Story. West Side Story, the original. The, I, I have not seen the new one. I am very anxious to see the new one. There are people who are saying it's 
better yeah. than the original. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can't imagine that uh, it isn't. There's no reason for it. If, it. if if it's not better, then why make it? Yeah. I haven't seen it. I don't know. The whole thing about Adolf Engelhort, um, I, I don't really know who he is, or I don't like the story behind it, but it... He's not charged with anything. I, okay. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Okay. okay. And I'm not putting my hands up because it's easy. Some people say he doesn't sing it well. And I heard everything about that movie is spectacular and perfect. It's interesting that the two works they changed were Robbins and Arthur Lawrence. Okay. Because the music stayed the same. The lyrics stayed the same. I understand there's a song. The Sharks have a song now. Yes. And I can't imagine. Was that from a trunk? I'm not sure or was that a new song? Or was I'm not it just sure it's a, a traditional song. Traditional song that they did, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Sharks always needed a song. Well, yeah, they seem to have fleshed out more the their background and their characters. Right, right. Like, Tony now is on parole. Right, okay. That's why he don't want to go to the dance at the gym. Okay, that, that kind of makes sense. Tony's on parole. Rita Moreno was Doc's widow. I love the idea that they're condemning the neighborhood to make room for Lincoln Center. Which, which is, is true. Which is what happened. That's where exactly, they filmed yeah. it is where Lincoln yeah, Center yeah, was filmed. Yeah, that's built. the original movie. Uh, yeah, so my number one musical movie is West Side Story. Oh, good choice. That's the first one for me. Your first one. My first one is just on the opposite end of the spectrum from yours. The Easter movie Parade. I, what? Easter Parade. No. The Rocky Horror Picture Yeah, show. Rocky Horror. I had to pick that, you know? I, I just, I love it. I've yeah. seen it so many times. I always have a great time at yeah. it, you know? It I, I can't say too much more about it than what we've discussed before in other yeah. episodes. Yeah, it it's, it's, it's a great, fun movie. Yeah. Go with friends to go see it. It's, you'll have a great time, yeah. you know? You can't not have a great time there. It's true. If you go to the, if you go to Even if you've never seen, if you're going for your first time. The Virgin. Then go with, you can't go, you know, you have to go with friends and, and, you and you'll still have a great time. Yeah. It's a fun time. And it is. You know, it's a musical. Yep, it, it works a as a musical. It structurally, was, it people forget it was originally a stage musical. It was a stage musical. Yeah, yep. it, and, uh, yeah, and it works. And that was one of the few stage musicals that took the cast from the stage and put it on film. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, because Tim Curry was in the original production. I don't know about Barry Bostwick, and I don't. Know I don't about know. Susan I don't Sarandon. think they were, or but, uh, the guy who played Rocky. I don't think that he was either. Okay, but I think was, all the other ones were. He was beautiful. The Knights. He got me through. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Yeah, I can't even tell bikini. you. He was beautiful. Uh, but, and, but that was before Barry Bostwick and Susan Sarandon were Barry Bostwick and Susan Sarandon. Yes. They were unknowns. Okay. Yeah. See, they were relatively unknowns then. Go ahead. What's okay. next? Uh, you're, what's oh, your movies. second choice? Okay. Can, can I have a combo here? A combo? It just makes it just makes a little more elbow room okay. for me. Okay. I'm going to go with the Roz Russell's pairing. Of Mame and Gypsy, okay? Neither one of them a perfect movie. Mame's not a musical. Mame is a musical. Andy oh, Mame is no, not. she didn't The do. one with Rosalind Russell is not a musical. She That wasn't the that musical. That was Lucille Ball. Yeah, no, and in, in that case. Which is considered one of the worst movie musicals. Ever made. I'm going to go with Gypsy. So you're going to go with Gypsy? I'm going to go with Gypsy. I'm what assuming is... you mean the original one with Rosalind Russell. With Rosalind Russell. And Natalie Wood. And Natalie Wood. And what's his name? The guy with the nose. Paul Malden. Uh, Carl Malden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go there. Okay, I love that. When I I, I, to, when I first saw that movie back in the days of the '60s and '70s, uh, Channel Seven used to have the 4:30 movie that ran from 4:30 to six. Okay, yeah, you know, then the news came on, and one of the movies was Gypsy, and I thought it was such a dark, 
sad movie. Okay. I was like, oh my God, what is this movie? It's well, so depressing. And it wasn't until I got older and then saw it years later that I really appreciated really what it, what it was. That's so sad. Yeah. It just seems such like a dark, cynical movie. Well, it, was, it really is. It, yeah, in lots of ways it really is. I mean, when you're a kid, it's just like, I don't know if I like this movie. Well, you from, know? The very beginning, from the very first scene, she steals a gold plaque off her father's wall right. to fund her children to do a vanity project. It's a, it's a hard one. The whole thing, from the very beginning, the lead character is it's a all, villain. It's all about Rose, you know? Yeah. No matter how you look at it. So, yeah, I you know... The whole from the overture, the the greatest overture ever assembled. I I love. It's a perfect musical. It would be in my top five of any of any rendering of it. Okay, my next choice is probably. Uh, what is my next choice? I have on my list. He's got paper. Well, of course I have paper. He's I have to write these things. I have to write these down. Ah, I'm completely off the. I'm cup. trying to go in the order in which they were made, so I'm going like from the earliest, which was Rocky Horror, right? Because otherwise, your entire person would fall out of your asshole. Exactly. If they somehow arranged. Right. Okay, go ahead. So, so how? What's the my next choice? Is all that jazz? Excellent. Right. The Bob. The Bob. Yeah. The Bob Fosse biography, which is basically what it is. Yeah, that would totally take a place in mine too. It's. It's amazing to watch. There are some fantastically staged numbers in it. I actually found the clip. I'm going to post it on the bonus materials of the uh, Take Off With Us number. Oh, God. The, air, oh, you know, yeah. the airplane number, which yeah. develops into the whole sex Sexy, ballet. Yeah. Which now is just Sinatra, like, wow. Now Sinatra will never record it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another piece that was very important to my formative years. Not really opened my eyes it was, seeing that movie. Yeah. I saw that in the theater. Yeah. And yeah, so did I. Opened my that eyes. Was, you know, we talked about the Minion Movie Theater 89 cents to see a movie I saw of uh, Kramer. Right. Kramer v. Kramer. Uh, and I saw this. Okay. Cool. Yeah I, lo- yeah, I love this movie. This would take a place for me. So can I add like a point five somewhere? Because I need to add it. But I, I, you know. Okay, so we'll add it to .5. Let's make that 2.5. Okay. Okay, and my third... Yes. It's a combination. Okay. Okay. It's it <laughs> combos we're doing. It, it's a com- Okay. Listen. I'm having a cookie. Then. Yeah, you should because last <laughs> time I remember we did something like it. You went like pre 1970 and anti 90s, and so you divided things up and took goals. So I'm doing that here. So I'm gonna take. <laughs> I'm gonna take three and make a combination of the Lin Manuel duo that came out this summer. It was a good fucking year for Lin Manuel Miranda. Okay. What are you talking about? In the Heights. Oh, yeah, okay. Which I think is a really good adaptation of that musical. Okay. And uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, which made Tick, Tick, Boom That's better than it was. That's on my list, Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom could easily be, like, if he, if, if they could, and they could, well, mm, book it as a book musical. It's better than what Jonathan Larson wrote because it makes it about Jonathan Larson. Exactly. So, uh, I, I think it's the best movie musical ever. I was, tick tick I, boom. Yeah, I wonder if th- I wonder if this is going to be the year where you say that three times in a row. I don't know, but but I definitely believe that it was definitely the best movie musical I've seen. I thought that In the Heights was really really strong, really strong. I haven't seen it yet, so oh god, see. it's it's really I I think it's a really good adaptation of the material. The change, the major change that they made for me, the Abuela sequence. Uh, I understand completely and agree with. Okay. It's completely different. Yeah. I understand it completely. I, I agree with it if I don't love the staging of it. Okay. Okay. But she 
is being, we know this, every time you hear of an awards nomination for film coming up, you're going to hear them starting today, coming right. up. And she will, if Olga Meredith, 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 I don't know, I don't want to be disrespectful, M-E-R-D-I-Z, <laughs> is not on that list, it is a fake list. Okay. Okay? Fake news, It's a, if it don't have Olga Meredith nominated as Best Supporting Actress, Musical Comedy, whatever it is, musical film ever in the world, Olga Meredith, she plays a boiler, she's perfect. Okay, cool. Perfect. Yeah, and and uh, the, the 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 directing debut is a fucking brilliant piece. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. I'm, uh, no, I'm talking about Tick Tick Boom, which oh. you've seen. Oh yes, Tick Tick Boom, yes. As a director, so the two Lin Manuel things. I, know, I keep me. thinking he directed in the Heights. I don't know why I keep thinking that. He didn't. He was in it. Yeah, everybody was in it. I don't know, I keep thinking he directed it. I don't know why. Actually, no. Everybody, everybody was in Tick Tick Boom. Well, yeah. I think that is... That's so one of the... I pulled the clip for the, the, uh, the Sunday? Sunday number yeah. where everyone has a little cameo. Is that... That'll be on the bonus what, materials. What made all of those people... Legends. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a cut of absolute legends. Yeah. What made every one of those people say yes? Because it was a Sondheim tribute number. They're all at a certain age now where they can still perform, you know? It was a good time for them to do something like that. Uh, I, I'm I'm wondering my my initial. And so, I mean, also I mean the whole thing. I mean, it's a Valentine to theater. The whole movie. It really is. Yeah, oh, it totally is. You know. It to, well, that so was the theater to art to the whole you know whole creative process. I totally agree with you. To say yes and get off their ass and come sit and, and have this you know Puerto Rican kid film you. Is it respect for him, the Puerto this Puerto Rican kid? Is it respect for Jonathan Lawson? Is it both? Yeah, probably is. Doesn't it start there? They said yes to Lynn. And I think that's... I'm trying to think of one of those old-timey words for, like, flabbergastingly wonderful. But they're also figuring he's the guy who can do no wrong right now. He's been hitting gold on everything he's done. He's so totally far. next. He's the next. So when Lin-Manuel Miranda calls you and asks you want to have a little cameo in my movie, you say yes. <laughs> even if you're Steven Schwartz? Even if you're... Yeah. You say yes. Okay. Because it was legends. It was Cheetah Rivera. It, I mean, Brian every, Stokes Mitchell. Yeah, everybody was Brian, in it. B.B. Newworth. Everybody was, and their mother was in that scene. It was, it was amazing. You know, I wonder if, I'm wondering, when has that happened before? Where does that, that clip, that three minutes, that five yeah, minutes that, the where history does, yeah, of, where do you holy see that shit, done again? assemblages? Yeah, where do you see something like that again? You don't. Where did you see it before? So it's kind of fitting that he, of all people, the man who really has inherited the mantle, exactly, and, and is paying that tribute to them to a kid who nobody will know in thirty years. Yeah, because it's all about Jonathan Larson. Yeah, they're singing his song. Yep, it's an amazing thing. It's, it is. Uh, it's an amazing thing. So yeah, I have to. The, uh, where are we? Well, that was number three for both of us. That was number three for us both. So we're, I now, had a two to point five. we're now on to your number four. I number think. four. All right now. Yeah, four. All right. Can I do a combined? You and your combined. <laughs> Just give us one. It's hard. Uh, I, I'm torn between. Uh, uh, I could really put. Th oh God, I could put three here. Okay, so let me t let me talk to you about. So the uh, let's let's call them the modern musical adaptation, the Chicago Into the Woods Dream Girls trifecta. Okay, what that's. Is that okay? It's three movie musicals. I think that were well made and well done and 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 well executed as movies, and each deserve a spot 
uh, but not everybody agrees with me. So the the um, yeah, I, I I grouped them together as like the what did I call them? What did I call them? Something trio? Trifecta. The trifecta. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I love those movies. I think they did a great job with Dreamgirls. I think they did an amazing job with Into the Woods. And everybody hated that movie. Not everybody. Lots of people hated that movie. Yes. Uh, I thought it was really well done. I thought Chicago was freaking brilliant. Yes, it is. Deserving of a space of its own. But you only gave me five. Yes, only five. All right, so, so far I'm up to nine. I know. Well, I'll go on to my number fourth one. It's a movie I've mentioned before in right. segments. Okay. Worth a World Mine. Okay. Which is a contemporary queer retelling of Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. With the We've music. We've talked about that before? I, we, I've talked about it before. As really? One, as one of my, I think one of my favorite gay movies or something. I forget. I've, I've talked about it before, though. Okay. It came out, I saw it at some, like, gay film festival here on Long Island. I read about it. And All Steve right. and I went to go see it with John Steele. And you're I so fell in love the movie. What? You're so a gay. I'm so a gay. Yeah, you you're such cunts. Like you like going out to the movie premiere on Long Island of the next gay movie, and it's you know this <laughs> where, where all the gay couples are seen, and they go and yeah, you're so a gay. Oh, I I can't afford to be a gay. Ah, life is different. <laughs> I'm talking about when you were young enough to make an impression. Yes, yes. Those were the good old days. Yeah, they gone. But Where the World Mind, a big recommendation. The, the music is fabulous because it uses a lot of unconventional instruments that you normally hear in a musical. Okay. So I, like I highly recommend cleaners? it. What? Like vacuum cleaners? Like a harp and okay. things like that. Yeah. Toasters? No. <laughs> Don't be a dick. No, I'm not being a dick. Yes, so you are being a dick. A dick. Uh, you're being see? a dick. No, because I well, said unconventional instruments, not appliances. Uh, uh, do a Google web for Barbara Streisand to open a special that she had. One of those Barbara Streisand specials that ran for 90 minutes on CBS. Okay, yes. And, uh, okay. And the hook was her opening number was accompanied by unconventional instruments okay. in which she used, I know for a fact, a vacuum cleaner. Uh, I don't know for sure about the toaster, but to me it seemed percussive and silly. I so I added that thrown in. I wasn't meaning that unconventional of talking non-instruments being used as musical Okay, so you love the specifics. I was talking more about rarely used instrument. instruments. Okay, all right. Okay. Like your fugal horn. Like a, like a, oh my god! What is a fugelhorn? It's, it's like a French one. First of all, it's pronounced flugelhorn. Not a fugel. No, not a fugel. Are you sure Flu- about that? It's flugelhorn. Flugel. Flugel. Who speaks with an F and an L next to each other? <laughs> flugel. Flugel. Flu. Fugel. What did I say? Fugel. Fugel makes no sense. Oh god! What is your Fifth and final choice for your favorite musical. My favorite musical movie. How many five titles will be you? All right, let me see. How, what, what have I done so far? I know I did West Side Story. You got its own spot up at the yes, top. Yes, you did. Okay, there's, there was who? What was next? You had Gypsy. I had, Okay, that was the Roz Roslin thing. Roz Roslin thing that you took from me. Yes, and you had Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, that was the, the Lin-Manuel, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Tick, Tick, Boom, and Into the Heights. And then the you Heights. had your trifecta. And I had my trifecta of hell, which was... Dream Girls, Dream Girls Chicago, and, and Into the, the Woods. Okay, so that's my... Let's call it the estrogen trifecta <laughs> of musicals. Okay, because that's what that is. Okay. Okay, and now I'm up to number five, and we had a 2.5 that was that was all that jazz. Oh now, God. see, this is how much brain capacity I have. It's just that I only use it for this subject. 
So the mind is a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's so true. All right, uh, my fifth. Uh, in, okay, so here's again. Let me see how much room I can squeeze into this. My fifth favorite musical. I, I hate the show, but I love the movie Grease. Which movie? Oh, the original? The original Grease. Oh, with uh, Olivia Newton-John. And and John no, 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 Michelle Pfeiffer and... No, 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 John, no, John, no, John Travolta. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Okay, 30 year olds playing teenagers. Yes. I hate the show. I hate the movie. I like the movie because it's fun and silly in the 50s and John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, and it brings back. But it's a terrible story with a terrible message. See, I... Didn't like them. I didn't back in high school that when this came out, I thought it was like uncool. I didn't like it at all. Oh, it was totally uncool to yeah. be into Greece. And whenever you went to a party, there were certain albums you always heard over and over again. There was Meatloaf's Meat Loaf's Bad Out of Hell, which you still hear. There was Peter Frampton's Frampton's Come Frampton Comes Alive. I'm not sure about what that one is. There's the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. Absolutely, absolutely. And then there is the Grease soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and then you age out, and then the rest of us aired for a second uh, Dirty Dancing. Okay, yeah, became, that's the 80s. <laughs> yeah, that, yes. you know, that became... Yes. Uh, so back then, yeah, I wasn't... I just... I groaned. I would usually go out and smoke a joint at that point in the okay. party when those albums came on. Greece was one of them. All right. So I've learned to appreciate it as I became older and more sophisticated. I can't say it deserves a place on the list, but I'm having trouble filling this fifth space. Okay. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a very good, it's a really well done movie. I must say that there's no arguing that. There are. It's not a bad movie musical. So no. you have nothing to be embarrassed about. No, not, I'm not embarrassed at all. Otherwise, I wouldn't have brought it up because if I was to bring up everything that was embarrassing, uh, yeah, we'd have a different podcast. But I'm having trouble with this spot. Because I feel like I've covered a lot. Yes, you have. You, and you had and, nine choices. And the fifth spot, it's sort of like leaving a dollar on a $100 tab. You know what I mean? It could be viewed as insulting, and God knows I don't want to do that. On the other hand, I'm not sure what my options are. What's your fifth one? My fifth one? Well, before I mention my fifth one, I'm going to mention my honorable mention. Oh, you take an extra again. Yes. Go ahead. If you can, I can. You did, you I did. your trifecta. My trifecta of my estrogen trifecta. Estrogen, was it? Whatever. Yes, your estrogen trifecta. Chicago, Dreamgirls. Into the Woods. Into the Woods. But my honorable mention goes to probably one of the worst movie musicals of all time. Xanadu. No. Grease 2. Oh, see? <laughs> and in every way, I think it's better than Grease 1. <laughs> Well, in, in a different way, it's very entertaining. As a me movie musical, it's it's awful. You, you can't get much worse than this. But it's it's like a car accident. You have to you have to see it because <laughs> it's, it's just so bad. It has Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, and Adrian Zemed, and the very beautiful Maxwell Caulfield. Maxwell Caulfield, who made an appearance on this show before. We're only 15 weeks in, and this is at least the second time we've mentioned, mentioned Maxwell, Maxwell Caulfield. Caulfield. And in between, when was the last time you thought of Maxwell Caulfield? Right? Been a long time. Been a long time. Very Twice long here time. on WMBC. Where are we? We're on www.gaymenandtheirdogs.com? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Grumpy old gay, gay men. men and their dogs. And their dogs. Dot com. Dot com. But anyway, yes, this is Tommy. Not a, this is another base for all things men. Maxwell Caulfield. Maxwell now. Caulfield. It seems to be. 
And I'm comfortable with that. Me too. I could live with Maxwell Caulfield being like our poster child. I'm having trouble yeah. with the fifth choice. I really? Well, that was your fifth choice. No. So you made it. No, was it? No. Grease was your fifth choice. Fourth, Grease was fourth. No, Grease was your fifth. No, okay. No, that can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it deserves a spot on the list. Oh, okay. Then what do you think? After all this time that you spent lauding it, what do you think deserves I'm sorry. a spot? When you picked the five favorite musicals, movies, to me. Yeah. What exactly were you expecting? <laughs> a narrowed down list of five. You're hilarious. <laughs> Wrong and should have known it. If I put, if I go back far enough to put Fred Astaire and Judy Garland in, it changes the game. Okay? Okay. So are we staying with Grease? Or no. are you going with something else? No, we're going to go with something else. Then what are you going with? You know, you're little, but the pressure is real. <laughs> Well, we don't want to be here all night doing this now. All right, so in order to encompass everything that I need this to accomplish, it needs to honor the classics. Okay. Your Fred Astaire, your Ginger Rogers is, your, your, what's his name with the ass, the American in Paris? Uh Uh-huh. And it's got to kind of still be real and relevant. Okay. So I'm going with The Wizard of Oz. Okay, that's a good choice. Yeah, I feel good about it. You should feel I good feel, about I it. I feel good about it. That's an excellent choice. Yeah, it, it harkens back, and it still don't be, Most true. people don't... They, 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 you don't ordinarily think of it as a musical. Movie musical. But it is. It, it is a movie musical. Yes, it is. Uh, and it is epic. Yeah, it is epic. It really is. And I mean, as a kid... Yeah. I remember how each year... I forget what, what was like... Maybe if it was Easter week, whatever week it was, and it was like a Friday or Saturday night where they would... Be showing the movie, and Mr. Bubbles was the sponsor for it. Mr. Bubbles. Mr. Bubbles, the bubble bath. The bubble bath. Remember that stuff? Oh, my God. And they used to come out with the bottles, the soap bottles, with little heads of Dorothy and the Scarecrow and each of the figures. You, you don't remember those. No. That's probably before your time. Oh, yeah, it was. You're talking about cave dude. Yeah, so that was a big event when The Wizard of Oz came on back then. Yeah, it was always around a holiday. Yep. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. It yeah. was one of the three big ones. Always. I can't remember which one. Like, the March of the Wooden Soldiers is Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that was or always that Christmas. Thanksgiving? Well, now it's more Thanksgiving, but I was really, it was always more close because to Christmas. Because there was so much Christmas shit. There's so much Christmas shit. I mean, it's based shit. on March of the Toys, you know? It's all about toy yeah, makers. that's what I'm saying. That's why it's Christmas. But now you got things like your elves and you're, they're still making modern Christmas. What was the last modern Thanksgiving story? There's a whole fucking channel. Of nothing but bad Christmas movies. Of course. So Christmas is well represented. But back to The Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I enjoyed that movie. I think it, it was also integral to my formative. And consistent because it's been there forever. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's always been There's there. always been The Wizard of Oz. I have always watched The There's Wizard of Oz. There's always a time where it's going to be on TV, you know. The part where I used to be afraid and go pee is now where I used to take a cigarette, which is now where I'll gossip about something. Right. But that same pause in the movie, that same break that I needed in the movie, it's The Monkeys. I, I have two different cast recordings of the movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's only one cast. Well, I mean, of the, of, the, of the soundtrack recordings. Okay. I used to have a I used to have a Because I had one that I like all the normal stuff, but now I have, I have another one that has a lot of the incidental music and other cuts that you normally wouldn't hear. Do they have the poppy song? Uh, uh, yes. Is it yep. poppies? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was also a jitterbug. <laughs> yes, the jitterbug number. 
That's not on there though. That's the only thing. That's the only number that's not on there. Is the Some people number. still do the they they add the jitterbug. Yes. Mean, if you had a cast of thousands, you would add the jitterbug. Of course. But yeah. I think in the movie, I think it slowed things up a bit. That's why they cut it oh, out. Oh, I'm sure it did. Yeah. The act two number always does. Yep. We're now to my final choice now, now that we've already talked about my honorable mention. All right, what's your final choice? My final choice, South Park. Bigger, longer, yeah, uncut. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. It really, um, per, um what is it? Stone and Parker. They, they were Stone brilliant. And Matthew and Trey, Parker. And Trey Parker. Trey Parker. Absolutely brilliant. It follows... It follows a conventional plot. It has the whole the, the numbers that should be there. Right. There are a lot of more brilliant parodies of Broadway numbers. It's a great musical piece. It really is. And so is Mormon. Which yeah, Mormon came after that. Yes. And now it's like this was like this a practice run for them. Yeah. And I actually saw a note that Stephen Sondheim wrote to them. After he saw the movie, basically saying, give me a call if you want to work with this old man on something. Okay, that's fantastic. Right? Incidentally, I know you're not so much in the interwebs, your social media things, but for the rest of the humanity, there is a Instagram account called Sondheim Letters. Okay. Because evidently, and this is widely known, except for to me, if you wrote to him and he thought it was like a serious message or he thought it was like a good question or whatever yeah. it was, he responded and he responded evidently thousands and thousands of times oh my god okay or oh, ev- everybody has a sign time letter okay and because amazing. he would he would respond to everybody and if he thought it was worthy you know, he's not responding to hate crimes yeah, hey, you're so. yeah. gay, you know okay but uh yeah if he thought it was uh and a lot of it is very much you know Thank you for your letter and for the compliments. And, and then he goes on to answer a very specific question. Instagram. Sondheim letters. Anyway, uh, where were we? What were we talking about? <laughs> I went off for a second. Yes, he did. I'm sorry. It's been a week. We were talking about the South Park movie. South Park movie. Yeah, they're good. And you know what amazes me? They're, they're, the, the, the scope of their perspective. Well, like what they can use. Straight men who do this, uh, like, what's his name? God, family guy. Um, I can't think of his name, but I know you mean. He's got a frame of reference. Yeah. He was able to put the Shapoopy. All these guys. Hold on. He was able to put the Shapoopy in a football stadium <laughs> with football costumes. Right. Okay. The Shapoopy. Okay. For those who don't know, Shapoopy is from the Music Man. Yeah. Anybody listening knows. That's pretty clear by now, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, all six of you. Yeah, chime in. Well, it could be all the Arab men who keep writing in looking for sex. Yeah. You know? well, well, I don't know why you're not forwarding my mail. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that that those kids who have that massive frame of reference. Who puts the Shapoopy in a football right? theater? And that's so. Uh, these guys, are they're, Sean, they're Broadway savvy, you know? Oh, and, and they made a hit. They yeah. made a fucking... And that has a lot to do with Casey Nicola. With who? Casey Nicola, he directed it, and so you know when he yes. comes in, he's he's directed five of everything that's on Broadway pretty much at all times. Yeah, Casey Nicola, who is who? Trey Parker, who? Oh, and the and the Avenue Q guys, right? Okay, God, it's that couple, Lopez. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of them now. Robert Lopez and his wife. I want to say Yamelda, but that's seriously wrong. Probably. But yeah, they made they made and like you said, structurally, this is where we need a song. This is where we need she we need to hear we need to know what she's about. Yeah. And we need a number here. It's been ten minutes. And yeah, we need yeah, it's very well done. Very well yeah, done. Yeah, it really is. And I remember seeing the movie, although I'm not a rabid fan of it, 
For no reason. Okay. Nothing it's, about it's, it offended I mean, me. The, aside from it being a brilliant musical, it's also funny as Funny hell. as hell. Well, they're, they're, really they're fucking is, funny. Right? Those guys are fucking funny. They are. <laughs> so, highly yeah. recommend it. Yeah. But we'll have, I'll have clips for all these musicals that we discussed on our bonus material spot on our you website. You guys are lucky. You get access. I have zero access to anything. I've, it's on our website. Yeah. Okay. It's you go to our works. blog. It'll say episode fifteen bonus material. I want access. You want, want access. I want ac- I'm going to talk about Christopher Walken. I want access. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to post shit. I got shit that people who follow me normal normal are sick of seeing about Louie. Oh, okay. I got a shit ton of Louie I can share. Okay. So hook me up, bitch. Well, talk to my producer. Or should I just, like, drop it on the wall? Can, can people go to the website and respond? Can they post stuff? Yeah, of course they All can. All right, so then I'll just do that. Yeah. Now, as far as I know, that, well, no, actually, no, they can't anymore. They changed that. You can't post on the, you can't do comments on the blog. So people go to the blog, but they can't talk to us. Right. They, can, they, can they like things? I think so. They can share things. Well, they can share, but they can't write. I, correct. That's uh, yeah. Okay. They can't leave comments. Yeah, we need to talk to the IT guy, man. Oh, okay. We'll talk to him. The consultant is back. We now move on to our final segment. Final segment. How long have we been doing this today? Uh, it's not been too long. That's we, 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 <laughs> we didn't do. We like. It won't hurt so. that bad. But we now move on to the grumpy old gaming gripe of, of the, the week. week. Fucking the Santa Elf, Elf on a Shelf motherfuckers. Fuck you, Elf on a Shelf. You don't like Elf on a Shelf? I do not like Elf on a Shelf. (laughs) And why not? First of all, it is absolutely at its core, at its reason for being manipulative and horrible. Yes, it is. Yes. It's a marketing gimmick. No, no. I'm talking about people who use it that they tell their kids. Yeah. Now. I don't know what this modern elf on a shelf is. I'll tell you the story. Okay. Every year I was growing up in Mineola, uh-huh. day after Thanksgiving, on the on the curtain rods in the front window, okay. the, the window of the living room that mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to use, were three elves. And they were different elves. Uh, one had stripes, one was green and whatever, and they were three different elves, but it was exactly the same thing. So imagine the red and white elf on a shelf, able to expand his wardrobe just a bit. Three of them, and each one was meant to follow one of us. Okay. Me and my sister, my brother. If the elf was gone, there was a problem. But they never moved places. They were at the same place the whole time. Okay. Uh, And it would leave, and it was complete emotional manipulation, and I'm against that. I hate elf on herself. I do. Okay. And now... It's got rules. You got to be in a different place every fucking night. Yeah, you're supposed to move it every night. Bite my ass. Go uh, fuck yourself. Yeah. We, we No. We, uh, we, that came late in my life, this whole elf on the shelf thing. We never. There's not. I mean, we don't have, first of all, we don't have kids. So there's no reason for us to do it. You but know? was there ever anything similar when you were growing up? No, nothing like that. No. Okay. For, so for me, there was. Would, no, was there. Can only, well, I just told you the three elves would appear. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that was how I grew up. Uh, I hated it. It was awful every year. I still can see that fucking elf. I was the one with mine. Was the one with the stripes. I could still see the fucking elf. Okay, so I don't like it. Don't do it. Well, I, I don't like it. I don't care if you do it, but I don't like it. I okay, think it's so fucked. No up. elf on the shelf. No elf. That's fucked up. I know. I know. I so agree. that's my gripe. Okay, good gripe. Uh, and elf on the shelf. 
comes into my life not at all, except for friends' Facebook posts of the clever way they were. Yes, able to I know. Display. I guess of all the posts of it, yeah, Elf on a Shelf, which it's some of these people. Well, are, I like the parody ones. Some of them are very when impressive. They abuse the elf some of them the do horrible things. Yeah, the, it's what the I elf, always appreciate the elf pooping on the cookies, <laughs> the, uh, the elf and Barbie, yep. the elf and Ken. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. There's a but people are endlessly creative. Give them a topic and let them go. Yeah. Um, but the idea of moving moving this toy that your your kids think is watching it for its behavior is scary. Yep. So that's my I fuck you, Elf on a Shelf. Okay. Now what's yours? Mine is something that I may have brought up in the past, but I'm bringing it up again because it happened again. Uh oh. Mount walking Abigail. Oh no. And I see about block away this couple. Walking their two big dogs. And we're on the opposite side of the street, but we're, you know, heading towards each other. And as we're getting closer, I see that the one big dog is unleashed. Oh. So finally, I had to stop because I didn't want Abigail to start making movements that might attract the dog. And then thankfully, the other couple, like, realize, like, oh, there's another dog. My dog might run over there. I better put him on a leash. And so they put him on a leash. See, if you have complete vocal control over your animal, you can walk him off a leash. Yeah, but you know what? A couple of weeks earlier, I was walking by someone's house, and these two neighbors were talking, and the one neighbor had their dog out, and their dog was so well-trained. And listen, and listen, and listen. Yeah, the dog didn't listen and came over towards Abigail. I'm talking about 5% of all dogs. Okay. Okay, we're talking about the police train. Well, that's a whole different story. Dog, you know yeah, what I'm that's saying? A whole different and story. those motherfuckers are on a leash. Yeah. All right. But you you can never fully trust what's going to freak an animal out. No, you, you can't. You don't know. It's you a mammal. You don't know. Uh, and it has its own thoughts, so it's going to freak out at certain things. Louis attacks bushes viciously, horribly. I've posted videos my dog, of Louis attacking bushes. Abigail goes after squirrels. It, oh, Cats she'll leave said, alone, but squirrels yeah, she, will dart after. Say motorcycles. Uh, yeah, he's the same way. He goes after all that, which is new for me. Is uh, and she also likes to bark at trucks that go by. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything, yeah, anything that moves. But she'll like jump out at them sometimes, you know. But it's like, first of all, I would never imagine not keeping my dog on a leash. I would always have my dog on a leash outside. But it just drives me crazy when I see other dogs out there not keeping their dog on a leash. We used to Pickering and I because they think their dog is so well behaved and nothing's gonna happen, and that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. Although there are, there are, I used to walk Pickering through the woods off leash, through the woods. That's off kind leash. of different, though, because you're in an isolated area. The chance of you running into another person. It was like the that. woods. There wasn't traffic. That's was, what I mean. You know, yeah, people so you're not, running. You know, maybe the dog never. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, a dog off leash. If you're going to be in like populated areas, you you really shouldn't. You can't because other can't. people freak out. Not too much of a dog just running out. What's to stop a dog from just darting out into a street? And a boy rolls from the kid. It's like in Driver Red when you right? have to do the the fake thing where you sit at the... Did you, did you do that? What's we that? actually had the cars. This is a memory I have of Mineola High School that's very mysterious. There was a hallway okay. where things happened. Okay? okay, It was on the other side of the auditorium. By, there was a cafeteria at the very end of the hall, and then there was this very lonely hallway that included things like shop. Okay. Okay. So when we took driver's ed, we had to take simulator. And this sounds like an episode of simulator where you're driving along nice and you're 
Norm is fake car, and the video is playing, the movie is playing, it was a movie, it was okay. playing, and you drove like you were driving, it was like a, okay, and a ball would inevitably come bouncing out of a residential area, and a little girl would come after it, and it was all about how you broke and whatever, how you responded to that stimuli, and to me, a dog, uh, I saw teenagers, uh, human teenagers, slay a little girl, like they, they took her out. So, yeah, a dog, you don't know. You don't know. It could right? be anything. So, please, just keep your dogs on your leash. Thank you. Yeah, especially in public on the streets. Well, that's it. Swinging. That's it. Well, you got neighbors. You know? Come on. Yeah. Out in the woods. That's a whole different story. Whole different story. But Go to the woods. Streets and neighborhoods. People Go to the woods. <laughs> oh, my God. We now come to the we conclusion of this week's episode. This week's episode. Next week, we'll have a special guest because it's our Christmas episode. Is that for true? Yes, it is. Is she coming? Who? Ernie? Yes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Ernie, man. Yes, that'll be for next week's episode. I love Ernie. But for this week, we want to thank our producer, Stephen Prendergast. Thanks for the cookies, boo. Yes, thank you. Our episodes are available on Spotify, Spotify. Stitcher, Stitcher. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Amazon Music, Amazon. Google Podcasts, Google, Google. and many other podcast providers. Just look in your neighborhood. We also have a website, www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. Which evidently is run by rats. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we have a blog there where well, we can a blog. access our episodes, as well as we have bonus material for all our episodes now. I hope you can. Which supplement what we discuss. So you'll see videos of some of the things we talked about tonight. You ruin things when you call it a supplement. Oh, excuse yeah, me. Don't say something. Oh, no, is that too much of a turn off that word? Yeah, it really is. Say uh, things like extra. Uh, how about compendium? No. No. no stop yourself <laughs> with your 25 cent words. Compendium. You're a compendium. We are also on Facebook. Facebook. We are, we are also on Twitter. Of course. And we would love to hear from you. So post a comment, give us a rating, post a review. Do we have any of those? Just don't try to look for. Sex with other men. We don't do that at our, that, uh, here. This is just a podcast. Call me. <laughs> Tommy's a whole different story. He's a single man. He can do what he wants. But you can't get in touch with me, so good luck. And on that note, we say good night. We wish you a good week, a good night, a good life, and... Bye, bitches. Bye.